Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Can we give them another hand? So I can get my composure. <laughs> oh man, isn't that an amazing song to just start off the energy of praise and worship service? Oh my goodness. Well, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. Good morning. 
<sighs> and welcome to all of you who are visiting, those of you who are online visiting and in person. I uh, hope you enjoy the service, and I hope you really feel the love of this church and the love of God that flows through us for everybody here. So now we'll have our announcements, and then we will continue with our service. We have another brief uh, introduction of something, and then we'll go into the service. So please join us for fellowship after service today downstairs in the social hall. We will have life lighted refreshments. And if you can't stay for the fellowship gathering, at least say hi to me before you leave so I can acknowledge you. I like seeing your face. Oh, my girlfriend Lori's here. Hi, Lori, from out of town. Oh, she's here. She said she might make it. So anyway, make sure you come say hi to Lori. Um, <laughs> I know, squirrel. <laughs> But um, please come say hi to me if, if you can't stay, so at least I can um, greet you um, in person. On Wednesday, August 17th, we're having an in-person-only gong meditation with Christopher Davis. It is a beautiful experience to have those gongs just open you up. And so everyone is welcome to join us. The suggested love offering is $20. I know, I know, I know you will enjoy it if you make it. Our World Day of Prayer service is on Wednesday, September 7th at 7 p.m. That's in person and on YouTube. Uh, it'll be led by our prayer chaplains. We have a beautiful service in store for you all. So let's co all come together to hold the watch, the high watch for our world. My next class entitled Know Thyself will be uh, from September 13th to November 15th. It'll be on Tuesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. And this class offers a deeper understanding into prayer, and I promise you, you can never go too deep. You will always have an experience to go deeper into prayer and knowing who you are through your higher self and your life's purpose. The, um, to sign up for the class, you can email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. And you do need the book, Know Thyself, which is by Richard Lynch. It's, you can get it on smile.amazon.com or Walmart. On September 18th, we're having a, um, an expression of that came from our critical conversations. In our critical conversations, for those of you who don't know, we started having these conversations after George Floyd um, transitioned, I'll say it that way. <laughs> and um, anyway, we, these discussions are powerful because they bring together the white perspective and the black and brown perspective that we can understand each other, come to a deeper level of healing and move forward in co-creating a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Well, Vicki Eurista, who's part of those conversations, offered the idea that we do a silent auction um, for the Equal Justice Initiative. And the Equal Justice Initiative is a nonprofit organization that is committed to criminal justice reform, racial, just, uh, racial justice, and telling the truth about the history of America. So we will start, the, the um, bidding starts on um, September 18th before service at eight, uh, 9 o'clock, so it'll be from 9 to 10, and then after service, you will it will resume from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Down in the social hall, there will be refreshments, there will be music, and there will be more. For those of you who can't make it on the 18th, we're going to have a preview on September 11th where you can come in and look at the items down there after service and you can start making your bids. And then those of you who want to give your uh, silent auction donation items, please meet Lois on Sundays after service up in the room five or you can meet Vicki on Tuesdays at the church in the same room from 2.30 to 4 o'clock. So after service from 11 to 11.45 on Sundays or on Tuesdays from 2.30 to 4 p.m. Um, if you decide to just give a love offering, which we would love that too, because our goal is to make $5,000. It's a big goal, but this is a big um, commitment that we have. You can um, do so in whatever way you do. Please designate that is for the silent auction. Amen? Amen. I want to thank Victoria Eurista, Sharon Lewis, Lois Jones, Faith um, Brower, and those of you who are volunteering for planning this event and putting your heart, your mind, your soul into this. I'm so excited to do this with you all. Um, to stay abreast of what's going on at our church, please visit our website, unityfh.com. Check out our Facebook page and read through the Friday newsletter, because I haven't said everything because we got a um, presentation that we're about to have. So 
Um, at this point, I want to bring Sharon, uh, well, wait a minute. I want to say that Lynette Kelly, who is actually Dr. Lynette Kelly, will be our prayer chaplain today. She will be holding the sacred space for us, and also she will be able to, she will be available to pray with you out right next to the patio doors in the sanctuary. And then, now I'll ask uh, Sharon Lewis, who is the lead of our prayer chaplains, to come up and she will give a brief um, information about the spiritual power for August. Afterwards, we'll have the music team sing Shirley the Presence. The mic's right there. Hello. Hello. It's my pleasure to be with you this morning and to talk about the 12 powers. I love the 12 powers. So I'm going to warn you, each time you hear me talk about one of the 12 powers, I'm going to tell you that's my favorite one. <laughs> so welcome, while we talk about the power for August, Will, my favorite power. <laughs> Hold it closer, okay. Thank you. According to Charles Fillmore, the power of will is our executive faculty. It is the one that guides and directs all of our other powers. It's located, it's one of the four brain powers. We have faith, we have imagination, we have will, and we have understanding. All four powers are located in the brain area. And it's, it's um, the color is silver. I, I should have worn silver today, but my, my blouse was too long and I would have been too warm. <laughs> so, so what do we know about the power of will? We're always told that it's Matthew. Matthew is a disciple we often hear about. And so if we look at the Bible, Matthew 9 talks about how Jesus came in contact with Matthew. Matthew was uh, sitting at, he was a tax collector. He wasn't sitting, he was, he was eagerly taking people's money. Matthew was greedy. Matthew was hated by the Jewish people. He collected far more than what they owed. That sort of sounds familiar sometimes, though, doesn't it? But okay. He violated God's laws only to enrich himself. Now, before he became um, a disciple, his name was Levi. And so when he became a disciple, as we know, his name changed to Matthew because changing the name in the Bible is often an indication of changing of the consciousness. So it, he radically changed his life. Jesus said, follow me. He immediately got up and followed Jesus. He didn't hesitate. He went from a life of riches, he was very rich, he collected everyone's money, so he was very rich, to a life of uncertainty because Jesus was starting out on the ministry and he didn't know how much money he would get, how he would live. So he went from a life of certainty to a life of uncertainty. He served as a missionary and, and talked about the gospel throughout. There's some question I will say about whether or not he wrote the book of Matthew, but that's for another conversation. So he used his will, and he used his will, his power of will, I call it will the chooser, to choose what he wanted to do. He chose, and we use our power of will all the time too, we choose what we pursue, we choose what we endure, we choose what we, what we tend to, what we want to know. We chose to come here this morning. We chose what to put on. We chose whether or not to wear a mask. We are always choosing. There is never a time when we are not choosing. But the power of will works with all of the other powers. So the spiritual power of will, I like to think about, so it's willful versus willing. And I like to think of the power as being on a continuum, not separate. It's a continuum. So on the lower end of the continuum, we're being willful. 
in the upper end of the continuum, the straight line, uh, we, are, we are being spiritually willing. And so when we're willful, we're focusing on the ego. It's I, I, I. I make decisions based on myself. I make decisions based on the outer circumstances. It's either me or the other guy. I make decisions on my concept of lack or limitation. I, I lack the courage to, de to depend on divine mind. But when I step up, when I step up and go to my willingness, then I acknowledge the outer facts, but I make decisions based on that inner self, that deep inner instruction. I, I, I spiritually, I rely solely on the divine principles to make my decisions. So sometimes we say we rely on God. So we know God is not a person, so I'm not relying on a person like I relied on my parents. I'm relying on those principles, the principle of mind action, the principle of law of attraction, those principles of forgiveness, those divine universal principles. So God is always working for our good. We just heard the choir say that God's good is running after us. Was that it? So God's good is always running after us, always. So if God's good is running after us and God is good and we're made in the image and likeness of good, why do bad things happen to good people? If I get hit by a car, was that God's will? Was that God's will? No, I could have not been watching what I was doing, which what happened when I was hit by a car years ago. Uh, the driver could have been intoxicated or the driver could have been distracted or something else, but it's not God's will. God's will is always good. So <clears throat> another way of looking at the term willful is that it's willful. There's no room for, it's full. There's no room for uh, spiritual inspiration or intention. It, it's full, so. Uh, will directs man's life experiences. We often say pain is inevitable, but suffering is an option. It is our will. So how we go through this life in terms of will is up to us. So I want to read a brief story, story of a um, blind woman. I took it from uh, Positive Christianity in last May. A 92-year-old petite, well-poised, proud woman has been fully dressed since 8 o'clock this morning. Her hair is fashionably styled, and she is impeccably dressed even though she's legally blind. She is eager and ready to move into the nursing home today. Her husband of 70 years recently passed away, making the move necessary. After waiting three and a half hours patiently in the lobby of the nursing home, she smiled eagerly when told her room was ready. As she maneuvered her walker to the elevator, her companion provided a visual description of her tiny room, including the eyelet sheets that had been hung on her window. I love it, she said with enthusiasm of a two-year-old just having been presented with popsicle. Mrs. Jones, you haven't seen the room yet. Just wait. That doesn't have anything to do with it, young man, she replied. Happiness is something you decide on ahead of time. Whether I like my room or not does not depend on how the furniture is arranged. It is how I arrange my mind, and I already love it. Surely the presence. Surely the presence 
it's time for the reading of the daily word and I want to say thank you to Sharon for um, giving us that brief description of the power of will okay Sunday August 7th 2022 release today we affirm releasing the past I make room for the future and our message reads my life experiences have provided me with many gifts from jo joyous to painful I have taken something from each one, a nugget of wisdom, understanding, solace, that has helped me evolve into the person I am today. I am always growing, always changing. With gratitude, I receive the blessings while letting the painful memories go. I have no room for regret and do not dwell on things I have no power to change. As I release unwanted thoughts and unpleasant memories, I free myself to enjoy experiences and create beautiful, lasting memories. With an uncluttered mind and an abundant heart, I embrace the present moment and eagerly create my bright, beautiful future. Today's scripture comes from Ecclesiastes 3, verse 6. A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. Let your attention flow down into the center of your chest, which we call our heart center. Focus on a feeling of peace and stillness and love. It is from this place that we open our hearts and minds in prayer. We acknowledge there is only one power and one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe, and that is God the good omnipotent. And as we sit in that knowing, we choose willingly to move into a space of releasing anything that is blocking us from being the expression of love today, from hearing God's message today, from understanding it fully from the Christ within ourselves and from walking it, going out and living it and walking it in this world, living the truth that we know. Thank you, God, for every single way that you bless our lives that we can see and that we do not see. We open up to have total trust and total faith in your will as we release ours. Thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what. We will hold on to that love from now until forever. Thank you, God. Amen. <sighs> let us move into the, I was going to do brief meditation, but we don't have a little, we got to keep it going. So let's do our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. Say that two more times. I am an individualized expression of God. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our U of H growth affirmation, which I'm glad was created because this church, I see, has been founded on affirmation and prayer. And um, we added classrooms to it. <laughs> Last week, we had 16 kids. <laughs> so it's working, it's working, it's working. Let's affirm it together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate, spirit-filled world. Okay, eyes on me. Ooh. 
right? <laughs> Do you remember the album? Songs in the Key of Life. I knew you were going to... 1976. Wow. <laughs> Howard knows it too. He would have said it too. <laughs> I love, love, love Stevie Wonder and I love, love, love his songs. Oh my goodness. And I love, love, love when you all sing them. <laughs> that's, a, that's one of my favorite, favorite songs. Thank you for sharing that song. Oh, man. Uh, and even the words, love's in need of love today, the whole thing is just powerful, you know? Songs bring up an Im Im imagery, uh, the, the power of imagination that just awakens the heart and feeds the spirit, right? Okay, so let me begin with my cute little joke. <laughs> you, guys, you guys might think it's corny, but I think it's funny. <laughs> what kind of exercise does a, lady per a lazy person do? Diddly squats. <laughs> I, I, I called down to Howard using our, you know, Alexa, you can drop in from one room to the other. He was down in the basement. And I said, Howard, he said, what? And I kept laughing. He said, what? So I finally told the joke. He's like, all right, all right, that's okay. That's a funny one. <laughs> and I do squats. <laughs> So that just made it even more funnier for me. <laughs> so we have been going through, we started last month going through the study of Jesus' parables. And last month we did it using the spiritual uh, power of spiritual understanding. And that, of course, is our um, ability to perceive, our ability to apprehend, and our ability to comprehend what is going on. But it's a deeper level when it's a spiritual understanding. When it's a spiritual understanding, what it is is the experience of God's truth. And so in that parable of the, fa the farmer that sows the seed, that scatters the seed, Jesus said it is very, in, very understand, I mean, important for us to know the truth of that principle. That the only way to understand other, air, other principles in life the, or other parables that Jesus will be sharing is if you come from the fertile ground of being open and receptive with an open heart, ears to hear and eyes to see from the heart of love, from the heart of God's truth. 
And so we understood now, we understand now that parables are earthly stories that, have the, uh, that are embedded with a spiritual truth. And that our lives, every single one of us, the life you live is a parable in itself. That you are here to demonstrate some specific, some powerful lesson and it, whatever it is that is the biggest thing that you've experienced in your life that moved and changed you forever, that's the truth that you are here to share in the parable of your life. That's your truth. And it's important for us to know that because in that misery, quote unquote, that lesson, and like Sharon said, you can choose to do, go through that experience through suffering or not. It's up to us. But in that deep lesson becomes your ministry. So your misery becomes your ministry. And as people see you and they see where you are right now in your life, it is the culmination of you mastering that spiritual truth. Amen? And so today we're going to go deeper into this. Today we're going to study the parable of the lamp. And the title of my talk today is Lighting and Shining. You got to click it again, Howard. So it'll spring up. Lighting and Shining the Lamp. Well, I guess it's lit up so much you can't see it. <laughs> Lighting and Shining the Lamp of God is the title of my talk. And I'm going to be reading from Mark Chapter 4, verse 21 through 25. Uh, Berkeley, you're going to probably have a hard time following me because I'm here with that spotlight. I'm going to be all over the place. <laughs> so this parable can be seen also, you can also find it in Matthew and in Luke. As a matter of fact, we've already gone through it when we were going through the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew, and it was in Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. And so you can find it in Mark, which I'm going to be reading today. You can also find it in Matthew, um, chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, and in Luke, verse 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 16 through 18. I'm saying this because the first three Gospels of the New Testament are co considered the synoptic Gospels because they, they carry a lot of the same stories about Jesus. So when I'm sharing the parables, I'm going to do my best to remember to let you know where you can find it in which other book or which other gospel you can find it. And so let me start reading this parable from Mark chapter 4, verse 21 through 25. Then Jesus asked them, would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Or of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And I love this part in verse 24. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Let me just settle myself down in prayer. So as I take my deep breath, God, I open you up in me. And I open myself up in you that I may receive your word. You've been working with me throughout this whole week with this. And now I'm ready to be the expression of your message, bringing these pieces all together to make one beautiful picture. And I thank you, God, for your mighty power, your mighty understanding, and that I am willing to hear your message. Thank you, God. Amen. And so I, what I love about this is when I first started reading this, the parable of the lamp, I thought about that. I thought about what, first of all, it says, would anyone light a lamp, then put it under a basket or under a bed? And when I, <laughs> when I first read this, or when it says, put your light up on, on, be a light on a hill in Matthew, when it says that, I thought about that, how sometimes I tried to minimize myself and minimize my glow and minimize my light. And then I realized, what happens when you hide a light under something or, or put, you know, back then it was fire. 
that they used. It was a lamp of fire that they used. If you hide it up under a bushel, I mean a basket, or hide it up on the bed, it burns it up. <laughs> so you get seen anyway. <laughs> you get seen trying not to be seen. <laughs> so I have realized that I stopped trying to hide and minimize myself because I, I, I can't fit in the box that other people have given to me anymore. We are all meant to shine our light. Now, this is the thing that really uh, opened me up into a deeper understanding when I meditated on what the lamp is. When you think about what a lamp is, a lamp is a device that is used to shine light, right? And then when I sat with that, the, script, the scripture that came to me was, let us create man in our image and likeness. And I realized that we are the lamps of God. We are individualized expressions of God here to shine the light of God in the world of God. And then I realized, as I sat with that, I'm like, okay, if we're the lamps, that's our physical body, that's the way we act, that's the way we, we animate, those are the, are the choices that we make, then what is the light of it? And I was thinking about what then is the light of this God, and as I sat with it, I realized the light is the truth of God. The light is the truth of God. Now, back then, they had these small little uh, clay, uh, round little, look like um, uh, teacups, uh, I mean, tea kettles, the way they were made, kind of round with a little part that came up for the handle and a little part that came up where the wick came up out of it. And then it had oil inside of it. And so I'm sitting there meditating on it. That oil in the inside of it represents the spirit and the love of God that flows through our veins. And the wick that is, that, that is lit depends on your choice, if you choose to light or not. And the light happens when once you decide to put the, put the wick in there and absorb the oil, once you choose to let God, God's understanding flow through you, the moment you get it, that understanding has been lit. So a light is either lit with, you know, the lamp is either lit with a, a, a lighter or you turn it on. But you have to light it somehow. And so Jesus says, in the, when, when he was talking in, let me find that space where he says this, Mark chapter 4, verse 13. He, this is in Mark where he's talking about the parable of the farmer scattering the seed. And he says, if you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all the other parables? So this, this emphasizes the importance of spiritually understanding, sitting with it, sitting with this, that you have to be the fertile ground. You have to open up your heart. You have to open up your mind. You have to be willing to let go of everything that you think you know when you go into understanding Scripture. Of course, it's gotten you this far, but we are created to go further. We're spiritual, infinite beings. And as far as you've come right now, with all the understanding of all of your life, it doesn't matter how long you've lived, whether it's been five years or 90 years, there's still opportunity to expand in the infinite that you are because you are an infinite spirit. And that parable, that spiritual truth of your life is waiting to go further, is waiting to take you further, is waiting to shine brighter in your life. But you have to choose it. And the moment you choose to understand, as Sharon said, that's the executive power. You choose the thought, you co-create the thing. The third unity principle, thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. And they produce with the power of the spiritual law of the, in, the um, intention you have behind it. Does that make sense to everybody? So let's go further with this. In, uh, in verse 21, when you go down further, it says, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. I'm like, what does that mean? Okay, well, you do place it on the, on the stand where it can shine and illuminate the whole room because if you put it down low, it illuminates that part. But when you put it up high, it illuminates the whole room. And in Matthew, it says, be the light on the hill that all can see your good works and glorify God. And it means that your truth is not your truth for yourself. It's the truth of God meant to be expressed in the world. You're meant to be that vibration of the light out in the world. You're meant to go everywhere you go. You're meant to not dim down yourself even when you, when you get uh, uh, judgment or criticism. I'm, I'm, I'm overcoming that. <laughs> 
I'm overcoming the disease to please to fit in your box or to fit in somebody else's box. I want to fit in God's box because I promise you God's box is so much smaller than our individual criticism and judgmental boxes. Oh, bigger. Thank you. So it's bigger. Thank you. <laughs> so much bigger. See, I'm glad you're helping me. Thank you. I know. I said bigger. I said smaller. <laughs> That's one time I told Howard, I want to go left. <laughs> he said, you're pointing right. So my mind got to line up. But thank you for that, Laurel. The light is the spiritual understanding. I mean, when you're, when you're, that, that's held there. And when the, when the lamp is lit, you become the vibration of the truth that you're here to demonstrate. I want you to think about your life right now. I want you to think about what you think is your lesson, what you think you're here to share. Even if it's just an expression of love, I want you to think about how you do that. Do you do it in a minimized way? Or do you do it with the greatest energy that you have, with the intention of God behind you? Some of us hide when we do it. Even if you just sit and hold a sacred space, you can hold that sacred space with the intention and the commitment that you are the brightest vessel that God could use to shine not just in the space where you're holding it, but in the universe. You can imagine yourself being the light that God uses to shine up and out into the world. And that intention itself follows the parable of your life and lights up every part of you. The beautiful thing about light, and as I thought about this, I, you know, I, I, I'm the kind of person who has to do it in the mind, who has to do it in the physical power, who has to do it in the spiritual power. And I understand the spiritual part of how we get lit up. And you can tell, some people say they can tell when I get filled and I start speaking, that it's the Spirit speaking it through me. And, some, and I can feel it coming through, and I have to watch my services afterwards because I don't know what I said after I finished. And, but I know I'm hiding in a mug, and I feel bright in a mug when I, or a light or whatever kind of thing, but when I come out of here. But one of the things that I noted that I, when I researched how the brain takes in understanding, how the brain manifests understanding, is that there's parts of the brain, there's the synaptics in the brain that fire off. So even the brain lights up when you get a deep understanding. You are electrical impulses, and when you put monitors, and when you look at your brain under an x-ray or whatever it is, the brain lights up, and those segments of the brain start to light up and fire off, and so you, you're lit up. Did you know that your brain can start a helicopter? That, the, that you can be a battery, so that transcending the matrix, what was that, that matrix thing or whatever, that's some real business. That's why when your heart stops, they take and go clear and pump you up with electricity because you are an electrical impulse of God. Here to demonstrate something on the frequency of God's truth. And the only way to do that is if you truly stand in your truth no matter what anyone else is saying. As a matter of fact, he goes on to say that everything that is hidden will eventually be brought out into the open. And every secret will be brought to light. So when you ask a question, and I do this all the time, especially when I lose something, like I got to find my keys. I don't know where my keys are to the church. Got to find those keys. Um, and God's going to show me where they are. Howard has asked me many times. The last time he asked me was, do you know where the scotch tape is? And I'm sitting at our dining room table, and there's a little desk thing behind me. And I open up the drawer, and I reach in, and I hand it to him. He's like, you always reaching back for stuff to get stuff without looking, because I knew where it was. God showed it to me. What is hidden will always come to light. If you are, have a conundrum in your life, if you're wondering what to do, if you're trying to figure out a solution, if you're going through a healing opportunity, whatever it is, ask for the understanding of it. Because I promise you, whatever it is that you're going through, how it's feeling some kind of way, there's somehow inside of you a hiccup where you're not, where you're not flowing through the frequency of God fully and your light is being dulled. If you ask for the understanding, it will come. Jesus says even more. He says to pay. He says anyone with ears to hear let them, uh, should uh, listen and understand. The two come together. You don't just listen to it and take it out. Oh, I got it now. Uh-uh. It's meant to go down and percolate and light up deeply. And then once you get it, it's supposed to shoot up like a firework 
where it makes you feel like you ever heard, uh, I felt the Holy Spirit. You, you, it's supposed to light up and you experience it so deeply that you're changed for the rest of your life. Imagine that. Every single time it lights up, you're changed for the rest of your life. And then you get another deep understanding, and again, you're changed for the rest of your life. And then you get another deep understanding, and again, you're changed for the rest of your life. And I promise you that happens to me every single time I read Scripture. And I can read Scripture over and over and over again, and I get something different out of it every single time. Because at that next time that I've read it, I'm in a different consciousness. I'm in a different spirit of willingness. I'm in a different spirit of understanding. I'm in a different spirit of being led by the consciousness of God. And I open up so deeply that I don't realize, oh my gosh, I get this. Because I've been through this parable before. But the ahas I'm saying right now are new. They're new to my conscious mind. But they're not new to my spirit because my spirit knows it. But it's my truth. What is your truth that you're here to share? to be walking in the vibration of. Seriously, think about it. And if you don't know, sit with God because Jesus goes on to say, pay close attention to what you hear. And in Luke it says, pay close attention, it says, pay attention to how you hear. So what you hear, let it be the Spirit of God, not what you think. Go on a higher vibration. You may think you know. That's the letter of the law. Go deeper. And then when you take how you hear, you sit with it. Fourth unity principle, through prayer and meditation. I align my mind with God. There's something deeper that you all are meant to step into this weekend for the rest of your life, and me too. Me too. And we're meant to sit with it and pay attention to it. Pay attention to how it's responding to us. Pay attention to how we're responding to it. And get in flow with how it's responding to us because it's responding to us through the consciousness of love. Expectancy. And we're meant to step into it with the consciousness of love and expectancy too. That what you pray for, you don't pray, oh God, if it be your will. You say, it is God's will that I am a child of God and that through being a child of God, I am perfect, whole, and complete. It doesn't matter what I'm going through in my life, I will make it through. The light of God is shining through me in all the dark parts of my area, of my body. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I have done it. And I've seen healing. I've seen resolution. I've seen clarity. I've seen understanding. I've walked into God moving me forward. And that's what we're here to do. It says, the more understanding you, uh, the more understanding you will be given, the more you will receive. That's spiritual law. You can't, nothing's, if you, if you don't take it, it's not given. Do you get that? Do you hear that? If you don't take it, it's not given. There's an inheritance out there for your deeper understanding. You have to take it for it to be given. If you take it to the intention and to the desire and to the powerful desi desire you have to take it, it will be given more. And then you'll be the vibration of that truth. For instance, one of the things that I've understood more powerfully in this world, and I'm going to get real with y'all. Y'all going to hear me getting real with y'all. It's how to stay in a space of love. When I hear another story of a black man being shot who was unarmed, or I hear a story of black and brown people being treated a certain way that's not loving, or I see it, and I still have to stand in a vibration of love instead of judgment every single time. And to the degree that I want to be a part of co-creating a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world, which is part of our mission, to the degree that I want to be that, my deepest desire is to be that vibration that means no matter what I hear, what's going on in my life, even when I experience it myself from a police officer, that I have to hold that space of love no matter what. And I am clear. I am clear. Let me say it again. I am clear that it is my purpose to be the example of God's truth through my example. That I'm not here to just be a minister and preach it. I am here to actually be it. 
that every single time I come up to do a talk, I have actually lived it. That when I say something to you and I'm talking to you, I honestly know from my perspective what I'm talking about. And I want you all to go into your own consciousness with God and get your own understanding and your own perspective of it. Amen? Shining, lighting and shining the light. So the way we light it is to seek spiritual understanding. The way we shine it is to be that understanding in the world. And the way you get it brighter is to keep sitting on it deeper and deeper, letting it percolate even more. If you don't practice it, you'll forget it. Like, for instance, I try to say people's names a couple times in my mind when I first meet them so that I can remember their name. If I don't say it a couple times in my mind, especially if I meet, meet someone during, out in the hallway, and I'll say, oh, and I'll repeat it, and then someone else comes up and I didn't repeat it a second time, I may forget it. So for those of you who I met last week or something, and I, I may say, can you please remind me of your name? Promise you. I'll say it several times and it'll set in there. But that's what Jesus is saying when he says to pay attention and closely listen because you will lose that understanding you have if you don't focus on it and pay attention to it and let it percolate and go down into your long-term memory because you'll forget it. You go about your regular uh, way you used to be and you'll forget it. Does that make sense? So that last part of his, where he says, but for those who are not listening, you may hear it. Now what he means when he says not listening, there's a difference between hearing something and listening to it. Like for instance, when the band was practicing, and you guys were talking to each other, you could hear the band in the background, but you weren't listening to them. You were listening to the person you were talking to. And then when you turn and listen to the band, someone may talk to you. You're not here listening to them. You hear them in the, maybe talking, but you're not listening to them. Wherever you choose to make your focus is what you're listening to, and that becomes your focus, and that becomes a magnified expression. And because of the spiritual law, that which you magnify becomes the vibration of you. You become the law of vibration, and through the law of vibration, it comes back to you. Do you want to live a Tell me, I ain't even going to ask you. I'm, I'm not going to ask you from my perspective. What kind of life do you want? Call it out. Peaceful, loving, abundant, compassionate, caring, health-filled. What else? Giving. Someone in the back. Wealthy. Oh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Romance. Prosperous. Happy, are you just saying it? Or are you living it? Like for real. If you're living it, there's no part of you that's ill. There's no part of you that's uh, broke. Oh, I'm broke, I have no money. There's no part of you that will criticize. There's no part of you that will limit yourself. So after I am, you will always say something that's the truth. You will not, you will not say, I am sick. That will not come out of your mouth. You may say, I'm having a healing opportunity, but you will not say, I am sick. You will not say, I have cancer. You will not say those kinds of things. You will say more prosperous things that you want to manifest. When you pray, you will pray for what it is you want to manifest. You will be willing to shine your light. I am willing to shine my light. Together, I am willing to shine my light. Uh, well, let's start off this way. I am willing to be the lamp of God. Together, I am willing to be the lamp of God. That means you are willing to demonstrate what you're created to be. The second one is, I am willing to light the lamp of God. Together, I am willing to light the lamp of God. That means that you're willing to go into a deeper understanding of God's truth. So that means, even if you don't bring your Bibles, studying the Word of God, or at least reading something that opens you up to the Word of God and the understanding of who you are, and then living it, study it, be it, for real, for real. Because if you don't study it, and if you don't study it for a long period of time, it won't really sit. I was reading about how if we do this cramming, trying to cram something, it won't sit because those, those new, uh, neurons, have, the synaptic nerves haven't been firing off long enough to create a groove in your mind, so you go to take a test, it's not there. But if you take your time studying, it creates the groove, 
It goes down in your long-term memory. You become the expression of whatever you're studying. When you are studying truth, which is already what you are, it is lit up with your intentions. Amen? And the next, the last part, I will shine the lamp of God together. I will shine the lamp of God through the light of God together, through the light of God. Is this your commitment along with mine? Yes? Yes? Yes. 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 Okay. Amen. I'm done.
Absolutely, positively, what? Definitely, what? Definitely good. Nothing but good. All right, I got it, got it. Um, I wanted to share one more thing before we go into our um, love offering blessing. One of the things that Michael mentioned in our board meeting this in the beginning of this year when we were realizing it's our 25th year anniversary this year was that we want to do as much outreach as we can. Amen? Because we want to be seen as a church that gives. How can you be a loving and compassionate spirit field? Co-create that if you don't do some outreach, right? So we have all these... uh, Faith uh, has created a flyer that has all of these events that we have that are open to the public as well that we want to pass out in the neighborhoods. And we're asking for volunteers to help us do that. They're flyers. They'll be outside. So after service today, please come up if you're willing to do so and help us pass out the flyers in the neighborhood in this area so that we can let them know we're here and and let them know we're open to having them come here. And let's uh, uh, do some work on our part to then make that affirmation happen, amen? Yeah. Thank you, Faith, for that. And then we also have flyers down there for those of you who might take them to, want to take them to organizations for our silent auction as well. And it has the tax ID number on there for you to use that in case someone wants to give a donation and write it off in their taxes, amen? Okay, so let's take a deep breath and bring to mind what you feel led to give as a love offering for today. Exhale deeply in the spirit of prosperity and abundance. You guys said you want to be that. That's what we're going to be. And the prosperity of of, uh, righteous giving. And let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Okay, let's stand up so we can do our prayer for protection. Know that you already know how to do the love offerings. Hey, Reverend Bonnie. And if you um, want to your, give your love offering on the way, there'll be somebody at the door to get your love offering as you leave out as well. Remember, if you're giving for the auction, make sure you specify that on your donation as well. Let's go ahead and affirm our prayer for protection. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Let's sing our peace song. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.